is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to either earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our listeners out there who smoked an ungodly amount of marijuana with their father. Welcome back to the Family Burrito Podcast, Episode 12. My name is Christine. My sister Jessie and I created this podcast to analyze our dysfunctional childhood so we can release what or who is no longer serving us. What's up, Jessie girl? Oh, not much. It's just like two degrees outside. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so uh, cold. And in Colorado, is it colder than a witch's titty? Yeah, so it's so cold. It's so <laughs> so much colder than a witch's titty. Yeah, is it? Can you like think and breathe in that cold weather like that? Um, no, you're just like focusing on breathing. You're that- just, yeah, it's all you're focusing <laughs> on is breathing. <laughs> It's called breath work, I guess. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the special kind of torture style. How's your week been? Oh, pretty good. I mean, it was, you know, kind of crazy with little man's getting his um, tumor taken off his butthole. And little man is who? Oh, his little name, uh, like his nickname is Squishy Butthole. Are you talking about your boyfriend or your dog? My dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's just... um uh he's just my dog yeah <laughs> that'd be weird yeah my boyfriend um so how long has he had a tumor on his butthole oh I have no idea I just noticed it one day because I was gonna like express his glands mm-hmm. and then I was like oh that doesn't look good so mm-hmm. I took him to the vet and they're like yeah it's it's a tumor but I think hopefully it's just benign you know yeah they're gonna test it and stuff. yeah yeah Oh, wow. What a way to way to start off. Because that was a couple of days ago. Start off your week with a, a butthole, a tumor on the butthole. <laughs> yeah. On your squishy butthole dog. Yeah. So that was fun. How about your week? My week has been busy, but good busy. I um, recorded a couple really fantastic episodes on my other podcast, How Coronavirus Saved My Life. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of like getting tired of telling my own story, you know, yada, yada. But, um, so I want to hear other people's stories. So I, um, interviewed, had a conversation with my friend who is African-American and the first episode we were talked about, um, um, codependency in the African-American community and culture and family and how that stemmed from slave days and, you know, that's actually what kept them alive because nobody was <laughs> helping them. So they had to help each other. But now that's carried on to today time, today's times where it's just real toxic. And if you, in her experience, if you set boundaries, um, you're ostracized and there's, you know, there's consequences. And also you're expected to share everything you have because, you know, there's this expectation that someone's going to fall on hard times. So it's kind of interesting. And then we recorded another one that was really good the other day about um, colorism, pedestals of race, 
um, and solutions to help some of these things because in not just the African-American community, also in all different cultures, like the Indian culture and stuff, the, the lighter you are, the more privileges you have, you're also considered to be more beautiful. And like my friend who's Indian, she was telling me the other day that like, the darker you are, the the more dowry that the father of the family has to pay to marry you off. So um, it's just really, it's really interesting. Um, and also this was, and the the conversation was a little uncomfortable, but that's the point. Like, you know, we can't just all just sit in this comfort of an illusion. You know, we need to talk about these things. And so, you know, I'm someone that asks a lot of questions. So I asked her, you know, how do black women really feel about um, black men dating white women? And the answer was pretty, pretty surprising. I mean, she just was very you know, blunt and honest and, you know, how they feel like, um, not all, but some like feel like it's a betrayal because of all these things that these, that black women do for the men, the boys, you know, because there's so many things that they have to deal with. Like, you know, they, if there was, a, you know, someone, a place of employment is hiring and they had to decide between a black woman and a black man, they're going to hire the black woman because the black man is viewed as aggressive so they have more difficulty, you know, getting jobs and things like that. So it was a really heavy conversation, but it was much needed conversation. And I really loved her honesty and directness. And um, the thing is, is we, we all have assumptions about things, all of us, like just the way we were raised and most assumptions, there's no proof and it's not true. And so that was kind of the point of the last episode was talking about assumptions that we all have, you know, so Oh, yeah, most definitely. I have a friend from um, South Korea, and when she moved to the United States, her family told her not to date any black men. Yeah, and that's just crazy, because I, I had a student a couple of years ago who was from Pakistan, and, um, you know, she, like, escaped her family and came over here with no money, and then, you know, gets over here and is considered a terrorist and had all these, you know, marginalized things towards her, but in their country, you know, this is what she told me, is that if you see a black person, you know, you're walking on the same sidewalk, you cross the street. And I'm like, you know, it's just, um, it's really sad how this particular group of people are um, targeted, um, you know, and the whole backstory, even like Africans, we got in this conversation about Africans, like they look at African Americans as like trash, you know? And, oh, um, yeah. Af- like Africans hate um, American, American black people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not all of them. I shouldn't say. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a, definitely a majority, and I think it's more like, yeah, it's because they see them as trash for for sure. And it's um kind of interesting how we always we all do it. Yeah, like you said, we all have these assumptions. Um, yeah, and the women in India, did you know they'll bleach their skin to be lighter? Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have a. There's a some famous doctor in japan or thailand or something that does it too so so like white ladies are always trying to get darker and then like then the darker ladies are always trying to get whiter it's like we're always trying to be something that we're not yeah just accept well and that's the thing too and it's to please the opposite sex or maybe even the same sex but to like either like get laid have children whatever you know like there's always a reason why you're, you're trying to look a certain way right like it and very rarely is it for ourselves 
Right. And most of the time it's because of a belief that we were raised by with our parents. Yeah, exactly. So we got to break that cycle because we all get old. We all get wrinkly. We all get fucking ugly at some point. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just going to happen. I'm not saying all old people are ugly. I'm just saying that like a 20 year old boy is not going to find an 80 year old lady attractive. Unless it's Madonna. Yeah, unless it's Madonna. Yeah, but she's Madonna. Like, she has money for all the Botox Botox and plastic surgery. Right, right, right. if you're getting into, like, you know, all conspiracy theories, adrenochrome. It's what? Have you heard of the adrenochrome conspiracy theory? No, what is that? That's a whole rabbit hole. What is that? Oh, geez. Okay, so basically, like, the dumbed-down version is these celebrities slash politicians or whatever, very famous people, go torture children and get this uh, adrenochrome chemical that they excrete when they're like terrified or like under like a lot mm. of like stress. And it's yeah. a real thing. It's a real like chemical. But I, I think it's like a QAnon conspiracy theory, honestly. Yeah. I, can't, I think I think it's about, a Q, I think it's a, like on the QAnon thing. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about because that same Indian friend, um, she was talking, I, she was over here and her other, my other Indian friends were over here for this past 4th of July. And um, they have, I don't know the name of it. I can't remember the name of this celebration that Indians do once a year. And you can see like all the fireworks from space. Um and I was asking them, like, why are you, why do y'all, what's the celebration for? And of course they didn't know. Cause it, there's all, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's all, you, the, what, I'm like, okay, you're all getting to get billions of you are all getting together. You don't know why, <laughs> you know, it's just, it cracks me up. So, um, you know, they don't care. They just want to like do fireworks, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, it's kind of like 4th of July, but we kind of know why we're doing that. But, um, so, but she was talking about, and it was so funny how, People th- say things casually, and I'm like, whoa, 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 what? You know, because she said how during this whatever holiday thing is, is um, a lot of people go to the beach, and lots of children go missing, and uh, during this time, and and she said, and I was like, huh? And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, the children, yeah. And she was like, you know, kind of shrugged her shoulders, and I'm like, wait, no, no. Where are all these children at? And then she went into that there is a conspiracy theory that it's like these people come and take their what you just said. Um, yeah. And so it's it's interesting, you know, um, it's, you know, there's always seems to be some sort of little truth, maybe, you know, to some things. But, you know, I think something that's interesting is like, you know, we make assumptions and judgments like someone like I'm, you know, I work in mental health and we, when we do assessments, you know, it's all, it's all an observation, you know? And, you know, if you have a patient who's psychotic or something or is depressed or catatonic and they don't talk to you, you can still tell, you can still write and chart 20 things about at least 20 things about this patient because you can, what are the, what's their facial expressions doing? What are their arms doing? You know, are they making eye contact? You know, those kinds of things. And so, like, when someone walks into a room, we immediately do this whole assessment in our head. Like, all of us, like, assumptions and judgments. Um, the other day, I met this new doctor for the first time. And immediately, and I noticed immediately, like, I was like, I wonder if she's married. I wonder if she's from here. Like, I did this whole, like, 
you know, looking to see if she had a ring on. Why does it matter? You know what I mean? Um, it, it just, I caught myself doing that. And I was like, that's interesting, Christine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you also, well, that's kind of how we protect ourselves in nature as well. We make judgments. Well, yeah. And plus growing up in a chaotic environment, we were always assessing emotions and body language and what the day was going to be like or the next hour. And so, I mean, that's also like childhood trauma shit. We're just constantly like scanning, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, oh, man, I hope they're not disappointed or whatever. Yeah. Or beat the crap out of me or um, gaslight me or whatever. Yeah, know? yeah. It's really interesting. Well, you know, like when somebody will like play like around and try like they're going to hit me or whatever, I flinch because I'm like, oh, man, you can't do that to me, man. Yeah. I did get hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know my I, my friend of mine's like that, too. We have this uh, class that we take once a year and it's basically how to you know, if there was an aggressive patient, how to like calm them down. And then if you can, if it escalates and how to physically with a partner or whatever. And my partner, we have partners, you know, our, that we work with during this. And, you know, I was like joking with my friend and she was extremely scared and she definitely, you know, was like physically abused and stuff as a child. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like we, some of us are, have physical things and some of us have emotional things. Um, you just, you know, you never know. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yesterday I was trying to show this new girl how to throw a kick correctly because she was mm-hmm. going to roll her ankle. Mm-hmm. And I I really, like, I was just, you know, trying to be super polite. Like, hey, this is, like, what I've noticed. Like, we were doing drills together and I didn't want her to hurt herself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have a lot more experience than she does. So I feel like it's kind of like my obligation when the coach isn't watching to Help mm-hmm. her so she doesn't injure herself. Anyway, um, she took her gloves off and left. Mm. Not like me telling her how to do what she was doing. And I was just like, man, I really hope I didn't like piss her off or anything like that. And then I was, you know, I kept thinking, well, you know, it's more probably about her than it is me. Yeah. Maybe she has some trauma. Like of people t- trying to tell her how to do things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's like, I'm thinking right now, like, uh, like the experiences I've had before in the past with like nurses, you know, I'm a, I was a nurse before I'm a nurse practitioner now. Um, but I've had nurses, um, you know, that I've worked with as a team and, you know, their level of critical thinking, you know, is, had in the past or whatever has not always been you know up to par I mean that's it's definitely much better now but I remember going through this like year I was in like this professional slump because I was doing things to try to I don't know try to maybe get to like me I felt like maybe they didn't like me I don't know I just wanted the patients to get good care and nobody was listening and I was like let me just do what I know best is just to give people gifts and be codependent you know what I mean yeah and it didn't work and so then I would start I I mean I was so depressed and burned out and so then I was like let me watch some TED talks and there are, are some really good TED talks about in the professional work you know for plays like just in general like people what happens is when you give criticism, your ego and your brain immediately gets offensive. And so like when you go for your yearly evaluation, I mean, your, your ego is already, you know, if you feel like you're in trouble, it's already defensive. 
But this one guy who, um, I don't even remember his name or what company he owns, but he um, would, was talking about when his company, the way they do things is when they, when he, they give criticism, they start off with, I, this is, I want to, uh, they start off with, I want to help you. And when your brain hears the word help, it immediately, it already is like calm down because they, it, your brain hears the word help. And then you say, this is what I've noticed, you know what I mean? And then here's some options. And so, you know, people most time in general do not do, do well with criticism. And, and cause our brain, our childhood programming is like, sees it as a threat, you know, um, when, and so this company also, what they do is that instead of like going through like their quarterly meeting and you know, who is doing the best, they talk about who's doing the worst. And, and so, you know, it's just, which I love because the thing is, is it's that kind of back to where I talk about, like, we all run away from our fear. Like we, we just avoid it, avoid it. And it just festers in other parts. But if we sit with it and love it and accept it, and actually one thing I do now, is I say, I love this feeling and literally five minutes later, it's like, boom, you know, I actually, I'm like, oh, I actually love this feeling. I feel good, you know, but people are so, um, it's just from childhood and yeah, it's not your fault. I will say maybe try a different approach, you know? Oh yeah. And I went up to the coach after class and I was like, Hey, I, I think I pissed off a white shirt. Um, I was, you know, sh- trying to show her how to kick. And the thing is like, she was what she thought we were doing was correct. Like she was correct about what she thought we were doing. She is just so new that I was like trying to like break it down even further. Mm -hmm. And I really, yeah, I, I could have said it better. And I think, cause like I, I, I like touched her on her back, you know, Uh kind of flinched. And I was like, Mm. was like PTSD or something, Mm. you know? Cause like that, like that happens to a lot of people right and and then I was like oh I'm sorry about that and then I was and I told her I was like you know I'm not an expert I've just been doing this for a couple years and I'm gonna like yes we're throwing a kick like this but I'm gonna break it down to even like the most simplest form so where you can get your balance and you're not gonna roll your ankle Mm -hmm. and she like yeah she got mad and walked away but another girl that we like because there was three of us and this other girl was like yeah I trained with her before and I don't think she knows English that well mm. and I was like oh, okay well that that can be a big part of it you know and like I mm-hmm. and here I am just like hovering over her because she's like small little girl and I'm like yeah you know I could I'm like maybe I was intimidating and then like you she sees somebody that's like four levels above her and she's like oh this is like this is intimidating or something but I, I'm such a newbie myself. I'm like, I'm, I will always forever be like a white belt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I will never know enough about my And a shorts. white girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a white girl. And, um, but my point is like, there's always so much to learn about martial arts and like, it's, yeah. like with medicine or anything, like you're trying to learn, you know, there's, it's endless. So right. um, for me to ever say I'm a master, I would like, that's 
even if I ever become a master, I'm not going to be like, I'm a master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is jujitsu. Is that right? Yeah. So it, this was actually kickboxing, but um, uh, yeah. So jujitsu is more like wrestling and then kickboxing is basically. Yeah. And know, so is this, is. I wonder like, why do most people take kickboxing? Um, I, I think, so I think a majority of females that take kickboxing do it for exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. It's just so easy to injure yourself if you th- do something incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to prevent that. But most of the guys, like, they want to fight. Like, they want to actually. Yeah. 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 Huh. Well, yeah. And some, you know, you just, it sounds like it just started off, you know, and just went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. If I ever see her again, I'm definitely going to, like, apologize and say I wasn't intending to, like, make you walk away or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I would also throw in as like, if you need help with anything or, you know, have a question, I'm here, you know, because sometimes we want to give advice when nobody wants it. And what happens is when we just give advice without somebody asking, then it leaves both parties feeling a certain kind of way. And, you know, one might feel bitter, one might feel anger, you know what I mean? So Right. Yeah. That's kind of my thing is, you know, it's almost like a boundary, like, it's like, you know, I will trust that if somebody needs help with something, they'll ask me. Otherwise, I'm just going to take care of myself. Yeah. You know? But do you let that person burn themselves? Yeah. Sometimes it has to happen. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is like, you know, I'm all into that human design thing and you're considered a projector, just like Sophia and most of my friends and projectors have a tendency to give advice when they're not asked for advice. And what happens is you live in bitterness. And so it's like a wait and see kind of thing. Wait till somebody asks you advice and give it. Otherwise it's um, not going to be that great. You know, it's not going to be, if, let me, let me just say this. What if somebody came up to you and just started giving you advice or something you didn't even ask them and they just started giving you advice. Oh, you'd be kind of like, like Michael does every single day. Right. You'd be kind of like, uh, uh, uh. So, so but, I mean, yeah, but, no, I can understand that. But if and you I'm, ask somebody for advice, you're coming to somebody for advice. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely a different um, conversation, you know? Right. Because I mean? you're, you're not just like kind of putting your nose in something you're not right. involved in. But um yeah i mean when it there i guess there are certain things yeah like definitely should just shut your mouth um i i just i really i just don't want somebody to hurt themselves throwing a bad kick yeah <laughs> so what like, would that mean really what would that mean to shut my mouth right because you want to protect right <laughs> well and i i well i also I also want these people to be able to level up and, you know, maybe even if they actually get an altercation to be able to protect themselves, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and she was short, you know I mean? Like your legs are pretty much all you got when you're short. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying, I really was. Yeah. Help. And, and I know that she wasn't trying to get my, she was like, you stupid white girl. I don't want your help. No, but <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you this. One of my friends who's also a projector, by the way, she's a short little Mexican girl. And let me tell you, people think that she doesn't know how to protect herself. But let me tell you that girl, that girl 
is a pit bull and she will tear your ass all over town. And so maybe it was one of those days where she's so tired of people assuming she can't protect herself or needs help because she is of her size. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But you, well, yeah, but when you, but you can tell by her form that she never had, she's never done it before. But what I'm saying is that she, it, it, what I'm saying is that she's probably, and I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. She might be sick and t- she's like, I'm going to go learn something. And I'm going to go learn how to do it myself instead of people like trying to tell me how to do things. And then she shows up and then here we go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, I think that'll be good. Um, if she comes, so if she comes back and, you know, just whatever you don't even have to apologize or you do a whole over explaining just you know just say i'm here to help if you need anything you know my name's jesse and i got big titties i got big titties yeah no and that's and that's the thing too because like you know there's so much judgment in this world like she probably saw me and was like what is this like bitch no you know what i mean like it, it's totally um that's totally one of those things where I, I, I want to see um, new females coming in into martial arts. I'm like, I kind of want to take them under my wing in a way. I love that. <laughs> and, see, and that's love that. I love that. I get, and I guess I just, I, you know, in some ways, like they don't see me as somebody they, they should like learn from or whatever. I don't but, even think that's the case. I, what you just said, it would be something I would start off at is is i really want to see like to me that's powerful like that would get my attention i would stop what i was doing and i would listen what you just said you know i really want to see new female i want to take them under my wing i want to help i want to see them grow yeah that right there is powerful seriously jesse and that's how you'll get people to listen and if you want to help them if they want the help you know what i mean right because yeah. that's that's I have chills. I mean, that's really <laughs> powerful. It's really powerful. That's how you start. Yeah, no, that makes sense too. It does. It's all about your why. And right. Um, if people know your why first, and they tend to stick around. But boy, like I, you know, it, you know, at nine a.m., nobody's perfect. So I and I'm like, I'm not trying to blame my lack of sleep or anything, but maybe I just maybe I came off with attitude or something because of my lack of sleep. Or, or Jesse, maybe this is just an opportunity for both people to grow. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I'm sure she walked away thinking, man, I missed a workout. I don't think so. I think there was probably a whole lot of other things. You don't even know what was going on with her. Yeah. She was probably having a shitty day or, or shitty life. You know what I mean? And that, whatever you, you triggered her, obviously, but whatever, like you said, had nothing to do with you. But let me tell you, both sides, like this is an opportunity for both sides to grow and, and stop assuming things, right? Yeah, for sure. That's why I definitely, well, like you said, don't, I don't necessarily have to apologize, but I just want to go to her and tell her that she doesn't have to be afraid to like drill with me or anything. Like I won't, I won't um, give her advice unless she wants it. Yeah, I, I would recommend if, and also too, I try not to give advice. I'm like, if you want my advice. But the, what you just said, I would start off with that because that's powerful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the, she'll 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 she's gonna have her guard up when she sees you come over. Yeah. And I would just tell her, I really, my name's Jesse. I really want to help new women grow and yada yada yada. Yeah. And watch her and watch her. Here we go with assessment. 
watch her body language soften as you say that and watch her eyes watch her jaw relax as you right. say words yeah because yeah because it's she'll feel safer and i'm not i'm like never gonna be um a ufc fighter or any of these guys you know what i mean like why not coaches are oh well because i'm 31 and they're like highest weight for women is like 145 mm. well, i walk around at 170 with with a, a 10 pounds on each titty <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> um if i got to 145 i'd be it'd be really one uh, like you know what jesse maybe it wasn't you were giving advice maybe it was the titties <laughs> yeah you know i just i think my titties are intimidating and i you know <laughs> That's all. She was just like, man, this bitch with big old titties. And then <laughs> I, I also do think that social media, like, I'm not. I know it's not like, like always the problem. But you know how we always like are interested in other people's business and how they're doing shit wrong, and we're like commenting on their life on social media. I'm like, maybe she's just like, maybe it's one of those things, like where she just felt like I just intervened where I didn't need to. Like, I don't know her. I don't have rapport with her. I think, Jesse, this would also be an opportunity to ask her. Yeah, I'm definitely going to ask her. I'm like, man, well, how do, why did I piss you off or how did I piss you off? So I, don't I wouldn't even say that because you don't, you're assuming she's pissed off. Oh, why? Well, yeah. Why'd you walk away? Why'd you? Yeah. Look why did you walk away? Yeah. That's, that's it. You know, um, don't even say, because I was trying to help just why did you walk away yeah and i would bet you that she has walked away in many situations in her life and not faced certain things that's just my assumption oh most definitely well and um she's a little asian lady so i think if uh, she grew up in that culture then most definitely well yeah and americans are loud and obnoxious oh hell yeah and i'm de- i'm like you know Number one, American. Bro, no. <laughs> Wait, was that racist? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I don't kidding. know. I don't know what's racist anymore. I just assume everything's racist, and then I'm like, oh, oh and that's another thing that we talked about on the episode with my African American girlfriend about Asians are racist. Like her daughter is dating a white guy, and they went to this Asian dance club. And all the Asians were like racist towards her. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh for sure. Yeah. I like my my friend Daniel's like everybody's racist, Christine. And I'm like, damn it. Well, you know, <laughs> in China they have the social credit score system, and um, there are African Americans that live in China, right? But if you look at their social score credit, like it's really bad. Like they can't. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's just never have that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, you know, Trump did a thing, you know, this Sunday, right before Martin Luther King Day was, you know, white people can't get the COVID vaccine. Anyways, well, that's all I know, Jesse, to be continued. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. That's all I know, too. <laughs>